The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. But yeah, yeah, dude, we're in the future now. We're in the fucking future. It's 2022. Um, the year started off. I think you were telling me about a certain young man who um, used to be a really good football player. Um, still is. He was having a great year, yeah. but he might have um, his his Ar- potential mental health issues might have resurfaced. Arguably on a Hall of Fame trajectory. trajectory. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but he's. <laughs> his insanity or CTE or whatever the fuck it is has reared its ugly head That's once real. again, right? That's real. And uh, so we saw a display on Sunday where he was kicked out of the game by his coach and then he just stripped down, did jumping jacks in the end zone. Classic. You know, threw the deuces up to the crowd. So, so that's <laughs> The opposing crowd. The opposing crowd, by the way. And they were clapping, because why wouldn't you clap at somebody losing their mind? But well, yeah, those but, people weren't sober. They, no, of course not. It's a football game. And it's in... Wait, where, who were they playing at the time? I don't even... Uh, we'll get back to that. Yeah, we will. The, the, the gentleman we're talking about is Antonio Brown. He is a football player. He plays American football um and i know this isn't super exciting for those of you that don't like football per se however my question to bobby was like he was very excited about this story i'm like well what's so exciting about it and then he told me the background and some of the the sort of nuances within the situation and it is it it it's it's a head scratcher it is so so what happened what happened from a layman's Um, I mean, he's been a model citizen ever since he joined Tampa Bay. They may helped him win a Super Bowl, essentially. Um, he's been around the league a little bit. He was originally a Pittsburgh Steeler and a really, really good one. Like, had a m- monster career right. in Pittsburgh. Uh, then he left Pittsburgh because he was pissed off that Juju Smith-Schuster was voted the team MVP or whatever, and he took... That it was dumb shit. As, yeah, a bunch of dumb shit. Everywhere he's gone. He signed with Oakland because he and John Gruden are definitely a good mix. <laughs> he pissed and moaned about the helmet he had to wear because they introduced new helmets that would decrease CTE. Which that would <laughs> help him. Might be a good idea, buddy. Right. Um, then he famously got into a cryogenic chamber without the appropriate footwear and he froze <laughs> his feet. <laughs> <laughs> to the fucking thing. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. He's been up on rape charges. Yeah. He assaulted a guy that was driving a moving truck for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh because it's clearly he suffers. No, he's got a problem. There's, there's some issues. And he's he's famously kind of a problem child within the context of the league. So he gets on the Super Bowl winning team, right? Um, He gets on a future Super Bowl winning team. He's there now. 
all of a sudden, the first thing we saw was he strips off his uniform, throws all the shit into the crowd, and then he's doing jumping jacks in the end zone. He walks out. And everybody thought, oh, shit. Antonio Brown's doing some Antonio Brown shit. Flipped out again. And, it, and in re- reality, what were you telling me? Like, Well, so the coach then came out and said immediately that they had a confrontation on the sideline, that he had asked him to go back into the game. Antonio was like, no, my ankle hurts. I'm not going back in. My frozen ankle hurts. <laughs> I need some cryo. I need some cryo. Um, and then Arians apparently just told him, fuck it, you're done. And, you know, according to Antonio, gave him like a throat cut symbol. And he's like, you're done. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And then he left the field in Antonio Brown fashion. And everybody lost their fucking minds, of course. You know what I mean? Uh, But the story's gotten deeper since then. Antonio's like been, he's on a social media terror, which is hilarious. You should check out some of his shit. Okay. Um, he's posting old text messages with Bruce saying like, he knew I had a hurt ankle, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it turns out, looks like what really happened is in that game, he wasn't getting the ball and his contract is based on incentives. So like he catches X amount of balls. He, he does this, bump. he does that. He gets this big bump and all of a sudden he wasn't getting the rock. And he apparently went up to Tom Brady when he's like, I guess your boy's back so I don't get the ball anymore, blah, blah, blah. Mike (laughs) Evans had a confrontation with him, blah, blah, blah. And then Bruce Arians finally turned around because he noticed what the fuck was going on. Because, by the way, Bruce Arians is old as fuck and he's a dick. The guy's a dick. Didn't he have, like, a son commit suicide? No, that was Andy Reid, right? Oh, whatever. They look exactly alike. Anyway, they are the same person. Sorry. They're basically the same person. They're not the same person. Sorry. They probably have the same <laughs> diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we didn't even touch on the fact that Antonio Brown was one of three players that was suspended for having a fake vaccination card. Yeah. Oh, you you glossed over that one. Glossed over that. And they brought him back anyways. And this is what you get. This is see this is indicative of where we're at with with the celebrity of celebrity where regardless of how bad of a person or how crazy you are Kanye West at, no matter what happens you're still allowed to do your craft if you're good if you're good like it doesn't matter how shitty of a person you are in actual life as long as you're making money for somebody else that's really important 100% you have a job it's kind of us. It sends a bad message to the kids, doesn't as it? As they used to say, <laughs> it's hard to tell your your daughter or your son, "Hey, honey, all you got to do is work hard." Yeah, and you know, put your nose to the grindstone, and you know, every cloud has two birds in a bush, and all the other fucking <laughs> bullshit. It's hard to say that when you see people losing their fucking mind. And on every level of celebrity, it's just, it's kind of indicative of where we're at. But I was interested because it seems like a sports story that kind of transcended sports a little bit. It was like, it's just about a crazy asshole that, to be fair, probably has some level of CTE, probably has mental health issues going into it. You know what I mean? It would appear so. We're not clinicians. We don't know. I'm not going to, you know. But it would appear that he has something going on. I don't know. I'm not going to give him a prognosis, but like, <laughs> we're not going to diagnose and prognose <laughs> Antonio oh, Brown. Oh, AB. You know, we're not um, mental health professionals by, oh, any, by means. any stretch. Um, we need mental but health. But 
we've dated a lot of women. We can <laughs> spot crazy. <laughs> Speak for yours. I think you are in a different stratosphere than I, my oh, friend. Oh, fuck off. You've uh, dated saying. plenty of crazy. Yeah, you married some crazy. Woo. You dated some crazy. Hey. <laughs> did it, did it, did it, did and, and as we all have, haven't we at this point? I think so. Um, yeah. But uh, aside from crazy football players, uh, we wanted to talk about that just because it was kind of fun and interesting and just weird. And, and it's just up, been in my ear for like four days. You well, know what I mean? you live on football podcasts and weird shit. I mean, yeah. That's I, I what to you do. Yeah. Okay. It's always kind of in the background. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Ha- aside from that, guy, it's been a couple weeks and we've been back. Um, it's uh, It's been... Boy, and you'll find out through the course of this program how strange and and surreal and weird this entire time has been for all of us. Probably you too. Um, we're all over here in old Durangi with a population of you know seventeen thousand plus, and um, it has been um, things have been running rampant through our community for sure. But did we want to do the introduction? Do we want to check in? Brothers and sisters, put your earbuds in, turn it on real loud, and forget about your boss yelling at you about your quotas, because they're assholes. And on top of it, you have the power. You guys can quit anytime you want. When Bobby and I were youngins, you had to keep that shitty job because you had to pay the bills. Apparently, you don't have to do that. You can just quit and do something else, and the employers are starting to know it. And so people are getting paid a little bit better and getting treated a little bit better. So let's keep that ball rolling. So in that, you know, vein of love and 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 giving, we welcome you back to the first episode of 2022's Whiskey Reel. This is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. We are here for the last time in the bunker. Wah, I know. Wah. I'm very nostalgic. Kevin's already packed up his shit and bounced. Yoshi, well, let's be honest. Yoshi, we haven't seen in about a year. Um, We are packing up the stuff. We are moving to a brand new state-of-the-art facility. (laughs) We will be moving into Mountainside Entertainment's studio. Um, We're We're moving on up. We're the Jeffersons. Stepping up. Dude, beans don't burn on the grill. We're moving on up, dude. Um, And we're feeling really good about it. Uh, we will miss this place. We've yeah. had a lot of memories in here. God, right? Um, we've had a lot of people in here. Bobby's done a lot of really weird stuff to other people in here. There's a lot of energy in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers have been in places. Wow. Words have been said. Yeah, there's an mo- old Pogue song called Haunted by the Ghost. And that's it. And that's this room. The bunkie will live inside of you, inside of all of us forever. Someone is is going to get (laughs) Amityville in this room. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Yeah, dude, somebody's (laughs) fucked if they move in here. But the energy's good. We've spent most of this time in the bunker living and loving each other. So um, we are going to move on to Mountainside Entertainment Studios. It is an upgrade. Uh, thanks to uh, our dear friend Blake Crouch and Jackie for providing. I'm going to just go ahead and say they're sponsoring 
the podcast now. So they're our official sponsor of the oh, podcast. I like that. You like that? Um, but yes, it's the last time in the bunkie. You guys all know the drill. We're going to introduce each other and get right into it because we haven't been here in a couple weeks. So forgive us if we're rusty, but we do have a lot to talk about. And sitting across from me for the last time in the bunker, which sounds weird. It's almost heartbreaking. Um, you know him because he never runs out of Annie Bobbies. Ever. <laughs> he is stacked and ready for the Rona. Um, actually, freshly off the Omicron. Oh, yeah. We'll talk um, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that? Because the Bobby Cron beat the Omicron. Um, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, he is my dear friend. He is my brother in arms. And he is one of the originators of the whiskiest of Reels. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes from the Tallahassee Van Noises. Hi, guys. Hey. Uh, directly across from me, Mr. Tony Montanus. Yes, I forgot about that one. I know, I forgot about that one too. <laughs> it just popped into my head. Um, my he is actually, though, the general manager of the Upside Down. Ooh, I love it. Which I'm pretty sure we're back in. Yeah, we're definitely in that. Yeah. Uh- um, <laughs> Sir Antonio Branderas of the Rhone Branderas. Eh, merci. Merci. Uh, merci. Um, we were supposed to have a very special guest today, uh, which broke our heart. We're crestfallen. Is, we are crestfallen. I love that. Nobody uses that anymore. Bobby, you're such a boomer with your <laughs> crestfallen. Um, <laughs> um, our dear, dear, dear chuddy buddy, Mr. Chuddlesworth, Jesus Von Chuddlesworth. Um, He's the chud, man. And he was supposed to be here. We had some stuff lined up. However, his beautiful bride um, ha- seems to have been uh, struck by the last uh, wave of Rona. And we'll talk a little about that, what that means in this town. The it Omi. The Omi. Um, that shit is going fucking hog wild, brother, Dude. right now. Um, but he, you know, due diligence, um, is staying home with his bride and making sure that he's staying safe. And you can't fault a young lad for that. So we're, we're switching gears on the fly just to give you a show. We definitely wanted to do it. And we hope you wanted us to do it. So we are here. Um, yeah, weird. Uh, we can just jump right into that. Bobby and I both, Bobby still has deep ties in the food and beverage industry in this I town. Do. I am still in the food and beverage industry, and I will tell you right now, we are having restaurants open and close like a goddamn Sims game. Yeah. It is fucking gnarly. There's like major institutions closing for two days, and then this one closes for two days, and this one pops open. Um, and I I'm, I'm, don't know what it's like in other parts of the country, per se. I haven't been getting a lot of feedback as far as like businesses opening and yeah. closing but because this in the incubation so short it hits so quickly it leaves so quickly yeah. it this is almost like whack-a-mole fucking I was about restaurant, to say it's like whack-a-cron whack-a-cron dude i like it dude that's my next mc name okay. <laughs> whack-a-cron dude mc rap um yeah dude this shit is you said tell me about like you said you just got it earlier in the week so I woke up Monday morning and I thought I had a little New Year's Eve flu. Hey, little brown bottles. <laughs> um, I had a really good friend come in town, guy I haven't seen in years. We grew up together. Nice. And uh, he rolled up from Albuquerque and we did some stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
we're super smart, so we decided to go sit at a local tavern and uh, you know share cigars with people. Oh, and perfect! I I definitely played tonsil hockey with some rando. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Would then this I, place rhyme with the schmavern? It does. Okay. Just yeah, yeah. checking. Just checking. Um, we had a great time, though. We had a lot of fun. It was a lot of laughs. Um, I did come out of it feeling a little sickly <laughs> and uh, uh, rolled out to my doctor's office, had a test. By the end of the afternoon, uh, yeah, you yeah, you might have contracted some stuff. You got it. So the least <laughs> of your concerns is... COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get the Phyllis or the Rhea, dude. That's what's up. Those are two girls you'd never want to meet. Phyllis and Rhea, dude. I got Omicron Z <laughs> on my lower lip. Oh, she was English. I like it. Um, but yeah, so you said what? You just got some um, fever and some... I mean, it was literally almost like... I mean, I'm all boosted up and all that. So it was kind of an overnight flu, really. Right. You know, that's exactly what it felt like. I was right. just, I felt fluish and, and for all I know, it was like, could have been a false positive, but I felt like dog shit for a minute. Well, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Even, even, well, good. Number one, I'm glad it didn't put its fucking foot in your ass like it could have. Um, that's the joy of being vaccinated. You don't get as sick as people who aren't. Um, sorry. Science is a bitch. Uh, you don't need to yell at me. Go yell at people much smarter than all of us. Um, that's the beautiful part. So, anywho, um, Rex got it last week. Yeah. She uh, tested positive like on Tuesday night. Uh, we kind of, quote unquote, quarantined her in the house. So, she had to stay in the bedroom. Um, and I tested negative and so did uh, my daughter. So, and you're talking about people that live within like close proximity. Obviously, we're together, so we kiss, we sleep together. Um, I didn't get it. And Bobby, you were saying, uh, thank God the vaccine makes you not shed it. As yeah, that's what I was told by yeah. the San Juan Basin Health people. Right. Um, that if you're vaxxed and boosted and all that, you don't shed this virus. The same. The same. Right. By all, I mean, like to a magnitude. Because everybody who's unvaccinated, you're basically a fire hydrant of yes. virus. Like, this shit goes out of your lungs and hangs in the air. It yeah. is fucking gnarly. We're just lucky this variant doesn't make you as sick as the last one. Did you know you can pass this along through flatulence? That's rad. I don't know if that's true. So, but okay. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> okay. So, it's clearly true. Uh, okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> Entertain me for a second. Okay. Say you're at a friend's house. Sure. You test positive in the bathroom because you figured you'd just do a test while you're at a friend's house. <laughs> you know you're positive. Then you go old school, 12-year-old fart on the pillow. Just drilling farts into his pillow. <laughs> Can you subsequently give him pink eye and the Omicron? Right at the same time. Oh, my God. So he's compromised from an immune standpoint. <laughs> can't, can't. So that pink eye is going to be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Have you removed his ability to taste? 
smell, and see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they call that? They call that the Helen Keller, brother. Yeah. You just a, fucking ooh. take it all out, dog. Uh, that is vicious. That's, that's a amazing. savage attack. None of you do that, by the way. But if you have a chance, you might want to consider it and let I mean, me it know. depends on the piece of shit. That you're hanging out with. Well, I mean, if it's anybody that we hang with, they all deserve it. Yeah, deserve it. Every single human. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fucking yeah. But every restaurant here is open, closed. I got a, I got a uh, somebody that works for me that's on his third round of Corona, and uh, uh, you know, I, I it's hard when I'm in a, a position of authority. I can't say you should do this and you should do that, but. Yo, man, guys, antibodies don't last forever. Variants change. It means it's a new strain, so your antibodies don't necessarily work with it. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's It feels bad because I know everybody listening to this is vaccinated. However, it's just like it's really frustrating to know that after Omicron could come Megatron and it might be this, this highly spreadable, but like the Delta sick. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's these are mutations. It doesn't mean it lightens as it goes. It could it changes velocity all the time. So I don't know, man. I I feel like it's almost feel kind of passe saying, you know, Google, but dude, fuck, bro. You're already vaccinated against measles, smallpox, polio, mumps. Get another one. It's going to be fucking new. If this was 1942, we would have all done it out of a sense of responsibility and ownership of the commons and the fact that we're going to take care of each other. And FDR would have given a fireside chat about it and he would have said, this is what you need to do. And all the country would have, you know, galvanized. But instead, instead, we had, we get Marjorie Taylor Greene. Another guy. Yeah, we had another guy who got in trouble. With his people. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, uh, what's her name? The the gal that he had that interview with. And he came out and said um, that he believes in vaccinations. Yeah. He thinks everyone should get the vaccination. Yes. Blah, blah, you he know. said it on. He, he went on a tour with Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. And yeah. said it on stage. And he was booed by the people that paid to come see him talk. Um, this is the uh, arguably the best thing that he did in his entire term was fast-track this virus research and, yes. and vaccine. Without that, question. That's the, if there's a thing to hang your hat on being Donald Trump, that's it. Yeah. He actually made it happen in nine months instead of five years. This is why you're not Willard Fillmore or whatever. Right, 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 right. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, whatever those dickheads were. Um, <laughs> you know, those president guys. It's funny, Grover Cleveland. Okay, that was a person. Um, but no, that's... We're going to talk about... The greatest American president in my pearl of wisdom. So Ooh, just I love little... you. What a nice tie-in, dude. Yeah, I know. Um, that was weird. Um, on the heels of that, um, I don't want. I, you know, we'll go into it as much as you want, but I would like to just ask you, Bobby. I appreciate your insight. Um, we're very much aligned politically, so it's a little bit of an echo chamber. But you and I talk, yeah. which that's okay. But I think we're still open. You're a lot more libertarian than I am, but I think we're very open to ideas and philosophy. I was, like I said, I think what what Donald Trump and his administration did, fast tracking that warp speed shit. Kudos to you, sir. Um, I can still dislike you and not respect you for other reasons, but that was the best thing you possibly could have done. 
we could argue it could have happened a little bit sooner. But well, let's. I just, don't think about sooner. No, like sooner is not there. I'm saying we went two and a half months of them saying that it's not that bad. Right. Right. They, right. you know, which famously he told Woodward he he lied. Um, so my understanding is that the vaccine was started though almost immediately. Almost immediately. I, but the he, funding, the rhetoric. Never stopped. You know see, what I mean? And now we see the ripples in the pond on that. Yes. Um, we see <clears throat> out of the 10 biggest states of de- of deaths by COVID, seven of them are red. And I'm not saying that because they don't take the vaccine. you got to remember, California is not in the top 10. New York is in, is in the top 10. You're talking about the most condensed they populist. They on each other like firewood. I lived in the uh, city of 13 million people, and they're not on the top 10. So obviously, ma- obviously mandates, lockdowns worked. The, the, the places are, uh, that are top 10 are very rural. Um, they're spread out, and yet they continue to be on the top 10 because of comorbidities and also bad information. Of course. Let's be honest. That's where we're at now, um, which leads back into like YouTube's TOS. And um, there's a lot of obviously strange things going on in the atmosphere right now. But going from that into recently, yesterday as we record this, we just did the anniversary of... The first thing that's ever happened in American history. Before we get into this. Yes. We have to talk whiskey. Oh, son of a bitch. It's the fucking whiskey it's reel, It's a whiskey buddy. reel, bro. No, see, good. I told you I was rusty. No, that was a teaser. However. Teaser. That was a teaser. They call that a teaser in the biz. Um, <laughs> dude, <clears throat> we're bringing something really, really special. And not not because it's expensive, only because it's really, really obscure uh, very esoteric, uh, but it doesn't mean it's like heady by virtue of like money or anything. It's just I hope everybody has an opportunity to get it. Uh, I have a, a a lovely friend of mine, AZ Annalise, um, who I've worked with for a long time. She works for a lovely distribution company called Classic Wines. They do a great job. They have a ton of really good product that I use. Thunderous um, applause for AZ. AZ is a stud. Um, fabulous. She is an absolute stud. Um, and her husband, Mark's lovely as well. Oh, great I, guy. He worked for me for at Seasons for a couple years, and he's a damn fine man. So, And their kid's really smart, so they kind of have it all. Yeah, fucking, they're, they're fucking privilege. Um, goddamn privilege. Uh, she showed me this, and I subsequently bought a bottle because I was so impressed. This is something that most of you have never heard of. It's Riger's. Um, R-I-E-G-E-R apostrophe apostrophe (laughs) want to try that again apostrophe yes this is Kansas City whiskey okay Um, now you're asking yourself what does that mean what the fuck is Kansas City whiskey Uh, most of those people can barely read Uh, it is Missouri so um, why would this be cool so you know how Bobby Bobby knows this Tennessee whiskey has to be made in Tennessee um, and, and go under strict guidelines. Uh, Kentucky, uh, to be Georgia. called bourbon. Georgia. There's a, Alabama. Alabama. Right? Yep. Um, there's a lot of states that require a specific thing. I had never tried Kansas City whiskey. No. This is brand new to me, which doesn't happen very often, but I'm so glad it did. Uh, this Riger's Kansas City whiskey, 46%, so 92 proof. This is out of Kansas City, Missouri. I believe those uh, rednecks say it that way. Yep. Missouri. Um, 
this is crazy. What makes it Kansas City whiskey is not the mash bill. It's not the corn to ride, a malted barley. They add Oloroso sherry, not the barrel. They put sherry into the whiskey. Just dump it in there. And it's fucking crazy. It's good. Um, but what, what were, because I told you there was sherry in it beforehand. Yeah. What did you think? Like, just give me your, give me your hit list. It, well, first of all, the sherry just like tones everything down. Like it takes all the high notes out of it. Not in a bad way. Cause sometimes you want those, the higher notes in your whiskey. You want to fill it a little, but the sherry just brings this calmness to the whiskey. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, I, Anyone that doesn't know what a sherry is, it's just a fortified, fortified wine. That's all it re- we're really That's talking an, about. Typically, eighteen yeah. percent. It's made. Uh, sherry is typically comprised of grapes you don't care about. I'm not going to even go down what a sherry is, but it's fortified wine, and there's different levels of sherry. Oloroso being a specific. It's exactly. the mid tier of sherry, essentially. Yeah, and it imparts a nuttiness. Yes, um, it imparts almost like a hazelnut to it. Um, but Bobby nailed it, T- toning it down and rounding it off. I couldn't, I couldn't say it a better way. Like imagine, like there was like, um, like a street filled with cracks, and they just run over it with fucking asphalt, and it fills in all the cracks. That's yeah. what the sherry does. Yeah. It makes it smooth, like literally smooth. At ninety two percent, this should be kicking our dick in, but it is and it's not. not. It is, and this bottle retails for, I believe, it's like thirty eight to forty. Wow. And this drinks like it's a $60, $70 bottle. Nobody, and it's, the the story's really cool. Real quick, uh, there was a gentleman that uh, opened a hotel in Kansas City, and he was renovating the hotel, and he knocked down a wall, and there was this entire room filled with old logs and shipping things and recipes, and it was Riker's Whiskey. Nobody had ever heard of this. He opens it. That that day that he opened the hotel, for some reason, the grandson came in and goes, oh, Rikers, that's me. I'm a Riker. And after a couple years of coaxing this guy, he convinced him to go in on a distillery using the original recipe of Rikers. This is the original labeling, bottling, and recipe that went back to 1887. Um, which makes a really cool story. It makes it homey. And I'm telling you, this would be, I would be so stoked if somebody like gave this as a gift. Yeah. Because it's so cool, man. Just um, different. It's just different. Like we, we're so used to our Kentuckys and our big caramelly vanilla bombs. And sure. And there's, I love those too. Uh, but God damn, isn't this fun? It's like, it's really cool. It evokes like a um, New York sour kind of vibe mm. to it because you and obviously it's because you're pouring wine yeah over your whiskey that makes sense you know what i mean that makes sense um i mean obviously a new york sour is a creamier frothier affair 100 percent. but uh <laughs> yeah but, and it's it's taken down a lot in new york yeah but the flavor profile kind of i get it like you're adding you know, you've got barreling now you're adding the 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 fermentation of the grapes for sure i don't know it, it's just a, what would you do with this mixing wise? Mixing wise, it would not be a traditional cocktail, right? That's the, what I mean. Yeah. The only thing I would say about this is you're gonna mix this something where you're controlling the bitters. So because adding bitters to this would be really fun. 
Really, especially fun. since there's eighty thousand bitters now. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Every flavor under the sun has its own. So bitters. taking a very smooth, drinkable, different flavor profile and just dumping bitters into it and figuring out what works. Right. That'd be super fucking fun, man. Dude. Yeah. That would be great. Just experimenting with tobacco bitters yeah. and this bitters and just ca- see cardamom what, and see what happens. I. You know it. Uh, actually, Annalise said this, and I was like, "That's a good." Toddy. Oh, yeah. No, this is no Toddy whiskey, it. man. Oh, yeah. Um, I, was, I was wondering if you can, because there's lemon in a toddy, I would love to make a creamy toddy. Yeah. Like, could you do a toddy that maybe you can use lemon bitters instead of lemon juice and use some half and half or something to like make it like a milky toddy? Right. Do you yeah. see where I'm going no, with that? Because totally. the lemon juice yeah. would curdle it. It would curdle it up. So what about lemon bitters? And then yeah. you do half and half and make a hot, like creamy, like decadent toddy. That might be super fun. What about opening this up? Um, and shoving it in your butthole. With a, <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought, no, no, okay. I thought me and you were on it. I was thinking kind of more like a add some acidity. Add some effervescence and do almost a French seventy five kind of cognacy thing with okay. it. Okay, I feel you. You know what I mean. That works. That works. That might it's be got interesting. Some, it's got some fun overtones to it, which is why we're kind of all brainstorming right now about yeah. cocktails because there's something different about this Rigers. It's fun. It's a complete whiskey on its own. We're sipping it neat. It is fine at ninety two percent. It's a hundred percent good. But but thirty thirty eight. $40 bottle. This buy. is an absolute buy. 100%. If you can find it, if you can't go to your local beverage purveyor, go to that one dirtbag you know in town working, and you know who he is. Yeah. Fucking Joey. Just tickle him in the tickle his balls and get, get some Rigers. Um, Fucking super Stratemeyer. <laughs> Fucking Chuck, dude. Um, <laughs> I think I think Chuck cont- has worn a mask this whole pandemic because he simply doesn't like his face. Um, that's just my guess um anyway <laughs> i'd love you chucky plus he's mr burns health wise yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i gave him money in his i gave i put my credit card in his hand the other day at wagon wheel and his wrist broke yeah it was weird um i love you chuck so we're gonna talk <laughs> i've seen chuck stratemeyer more drunk than any other human being I've ever seen drunk. That's and saying that is a saying lot. a thing. I saw one Mr. Douglas Von Fresh. Oh. And uh that was a long walk to the gas station to his car to the yeah. gas station. It was laborious. Um <laughs> he either had a real rough night or a real rough morning cuz he was I'm guessing he, both. He was on shuffle pants, dude. Yeah, yeah. He was shuffle. I've shuffle. had that walk. Oh, no. Dude, I did. Hey, hello. How are you doing? Um, Turn that off. Right. Okay. Oh, it's let's a lady. Get, oh, hello, lady. <laughs> um, let's talk. I'm, I'm curious about your views. So January 6th, I remember, we all remember watching it. It's. I think in retrospect, if I'm alive in 20 years, when I think back on those big moments that I remember, 9-11, um, you know, Obama winning the, winning the presidency, these kind of like huge tantamount moments in our lives. January 6th is going to be there somewhere um, because it had never happened before and definitely didn't happen in modern history. My question to you is this, reflecting back on it now, what 
where are you? Because when it first happened, we all sat together in the bunker and we're like, fuck these motherfuckers. Like, you know, we were not fans and we understood what we just watched. And it was very troubling. It made us very upset. You can listen back to that episode after it happened. We were not happy campers because we understood what just occurred. What are your thoughts now a year later? It's interesting because I was in a little local <laughs> bistro. I'm not going to say deli because that's where it was. It was oh, okay. Deli. Ooh, that's um, a bad place to watch. No, and I. it was interesting, though, because I got to watch it with my friend Sean, on, not our Sean, but another Sean right. on my right who was more a little like aligned with me. Right. And then our other friend, Kurt, who was less aligned with us. But to see, and then like a lot of different people in and out. I mean, I literally sat there and watched the whole fucking thing. Right. You know what I mean? Because all of a sudden we were all just like kind of galvanized and realized we're watching something that we maybe would never see in it's our lifetimes. And here it is. It's happening. Right. These people are hanging off the balconies and they're, you know, people are getting literally killed and crushed. And there's like all these beautiful stories of like heroic police officers that stood up and like rescued people. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And it it was really kind of a fascinating thing to watch. And the last time I felt so involved in something politically was like when I was in the Air Force watching 9-11. Yeah. Now, obviously, the gravity was different, but. But not it, that much. There was felt, more loss of life, but it felt very much like this is something that we're going to. And obviously, a year later, we're still even getting to the point where we're going to adjudicate this and figure out what the fuck actually happened. And there, we're still going through that process a year later, a year and a day later. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still there. We're not even close to peeling this onion. Yeah. You know, Um I felt like I watched something planned, <laughs> obviously, which has, I think, been proven out. Um, it, not it, not legally. Without, but. Yeah, without a, conv- without a conviction or a result. I think in the court of public opinion, we all know what transpired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have plenty of transcripts. We have text messages. We have Twitter posts from Bobert Barbie that... You know, and Don I mean, Jr. You know, and who was fucking handy. She was live tweeting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She knew what was happening. Well, she, I mean, they, there, nothing will come of this information, but there were several Congress people, uh, Gozer, um, her, uh, Titan Green. They were all, uh, giving tours, uh, the week before. To the same people that then so there's I don't know if they'll ever get into that rabbit hole because there's so much like you said so many layers of the onion to peel yeah. but yeah so so going looking back a year later like what do you like what are, what's your initial like emotional reaction to like that oh my emotional reaction is fury right like it's we have a system in place wherein we're allowed to choose who the fuck we want to lead this country. And I'm not the world's biggest Joe Biden guy, but I went out and I voted for him because that was a 
clear delineation from what we had before. I I found I don't believe in this false equivalency argument that South Park and all these cocksuckers want to make. I don't even watch that shit anymore because fuck them. I'm tired of fucking hearing that like, oh no, they're all the same. No, they're not all the same. They're not all the same. So don't give me your false equivalencies anymore. This is not the same. This man set out to basically commit a coup. They set out to get that election overturned. There were pipe bombs placed next to Kamala's fucking office, right? Yeah. We just found that out yesterday. Yeah. That's fucking insane, man. Yeah, this was in a... So, uh, like, Ted Cruz comes out and he says, well, this is a terrorist attack. And then he has to immediately turn around 12 hours later and go on Fox News and say, oh, no, no, I misspoke. Yeah. He was right the first time. You were you were being a good human for the first time since we've ever fucking been aware of your gnarly ass. You were the you were doing the right thing. And you have to turn around immediately and kowtow to Tucker Carlson. Well, that's, that's going to be their next uh, nominee, so you better get oh, yeah. buddied up with old Tucker. Yeah, bring it. Um yeah, man, I fury is a great word. Um it makes me sad. Um, yeah. It makes me my my genuine fury and anger derive from the fact that uh people don't I don't think people understand what happened. Um I'm no huge fan of cops. Um I grew up in LA. Um when I saw a cop, I went the other way. Um and if you needed help, you figured it out yourself cuz um the, I was just born in a city where we weren't great friends. Um that's no disparaging them. That's just how I was raised. That's how it was always keep your eyes keep your eyes peeled for the Poe, you know? But that being said, one there was one death related to the insurrection, and I'm not I'm gonna keep calling it that because that's what it was. Yep. Um um this was not a protest, uh this was not a riot. Um insurrection is a thing. Go look it up if you don't know what it is. Uh, these people, and and, and I, I feel like I'm on the fence. The only reason, okay, 150 cops were injured, by the way. One protester was killed. Uh, Ashley Babbitt was shot in the neck. Yes. Whether or not that should have happened or not, it's not for me to decide. That's what a court's for. Um, she was unarmed at the time, but if you can imagine being an officer with people coming in with, bats and zip ties saying let's kill pence and let's kill them all i'm going to assume that was pretty aggro at the time um with people smashing windows you're under attack at the time so i mean without knowing the evidence of that case let it met itself out there have been i think 60 arrests uh due to this somewhere in that neighborhood the QAnon shaman who can only eat organic food uh gluten-free because he's such a tough guy um, he's sentenced to 41 months, rightfully so. I, I hope he serves it all in uh, destitute. I really do. Uh, th- this is going to go down as the one of the worst things that's ever happened. The problem is it's hard for me a year later to sit back and blame them. 
The, it feels like these people got duped. Yes. And it was a plan to dupe them, like you aforementioned, that it yeah. was... I was literally about to say that. They were duped, man. There's a bunch of people that don't know a lot, and we can fold that into the vaccine argument. These are... And I don't want to say dumb people. I want to say misinformed people. They're looking to the people they respect to give them information, and they were literally lied to and are still continuing to be lied to. Tucker Carlson is vaccinated. Uh, fucking all of the people in Fox have been vaccinated. These people are lying and nobody wants when you have, like we said, Trump getting booed at his own thing because of vaccination. He created that. He he incited this. He will never be charged for it. He incited this. Sean Hannity incited this. Marjorie Taylor Greene incited this. Ben Shapiro incited this. <clears throat> this is a manifestation of a bunch of people working together to try to get money. And they're grifting and clickbait. They don't give a fuck about the uh, democracy. They don't give a fuck about you people out there protesting. As long as their houses get paid for and they're making money, they will sell you whatever you want to hear. And I almost feel at this point shamed and sad for those people uh, because I don't know if there's any turning back now. I don't know if we're going to be able to get those people back um, because they're going to glom on to the next hysterical candidate um who whomever that might be well they were the delta strain like there's going to be something bigger and worse yeah on the way absolutely or to put it in that metaphor more pervasive and less aggro but more pervasive more pervasive setting up the the show let's be honest there's only been one republican candidate in the last fucking 30 years that has won the popular vote this is a this is a far huge horrible cancer reaching and a lot of it now because we have it at our fingertips is a lot of misinformation um i i I just it's hard because you want to show people and they're so it's almost like a unwillingness to learn the truth more than i don't know the truth the truth's been presented to you and you've just been so far down the rabbit hole there's no getting back up and seeing the light that's my biggest concern is, are these people able to be turned around? What do you think? I mean, we've already seen individual cases. You know what I mean? Like some people have come out and like, I mean, oh, anecdotally. I, yeah, exactly. But, but not. There's, yeah. There's been public statements from some of these people who are like, oh, yeah, holy shit. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking at the time, blah, 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 blah. But we also know that that could be induced by you know, the stressors of the situation that right. they're being put in because a lot of these people are being prosecuted. Right. They're being rung up and fucking, you know, they're going to be in front of a judge. Um, what I'm curious about is, is Trump going to be in front of a judge? Is Bobert going to end up in front of a judge? Um, fucking, you know, these people that actually created this situation. Right. I, I don't know. There, There is the charge of inciting a riot. Insurrection, by the way, is not a charge. So you no. can't charge somebody. No, you can't. Charge. No. Um, so people get very confused with this. But you can for inciting a riot. Yes. Putting together a case for people of that prominence would be very difficult. Let's just Of course. Honest. However, the people that they did get, not a lot of people know this. One person one person died um at the at the at the when they stormed the cap. And it was Ashley Babin. She was on the side of the people storming. What a lot of people don't know was 150 officers were hurt. 
of those, the st- some um, I forget the number. Uh, 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 more than a couple dozen cannot go back to work because permanent injury. Yep. There are people that lost fingers, lost their ability to see, and unfortunately, there have been four officers that have taken their own life yep. subsequently. Um, and it feels like people aren't understanding the. You mentioned the the gravity of it, like nine eleven. This has huge ripples in the pond. I think for our democracy, um, the thought that they thought they could do that the the was only inspired and, and brought on by the Matt Gateses and Donald Trumps and everybody. They told them to go do it. Every fucking right wing leaning media host, Hannity, Carlson, Shapiro, Fuentes, fucking all those guys, they and they've never went back and went. You know what? They've never had any fucking, you know, where they've admonished themselves or had any sort of like critical um, debate with themselves where they said, you know what? You know what, guys? I think we looked at this the wrong way. There's not been one. They just move on to the next grift. They move on to the next click. They're such slime balls. I just wish they could see them for the the grifters they were, not so much for the influencers. They just care about your money, man. It's a long con. It's a fucking apparently a long con. And I don't know, man. A lot of those people that are still doing the QAnon thing, like to this day, you know there's still people at JFK's where he got assassinated? There's still people there camping. Yeah. Waiting. Waiting for JFK Jr. to get back. Good luck. I mean, we are. We're we're past it, bro. Upside down. What do you do then at that point? I don't know. Do you just call the herd? Do you give them like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm, what is your I methodology? I don't, I don't know. I'm saying, like, do you just get everybody, you check a box, and you put them into like fucking, you know, Tulsa? Say, like, Tulsa's for you. Yeah. This yeah. is you. You're going to be a sovereign nation. You're not going to be able to do shit outside Tulsa's of Tulsa's kind of a cool town. I'm just, I, I, I picked a random town. Let's go with Lawton. Lawton, what is Oklahoma. a Lawton? That's a horrible town in Oklahoma. <laughs> it is an armpit. I'm, I'm just. There's I'm, an army base there. Oh, great. So obviously but there's they a can't, Thai restaurant. They'll love it. They They'll can't. love it. Okay. There's a Chinese buffet. Perfect. Yeah, that's where they should be. And there's a lot of, you know, open space. They can run. They can <laughs> dig. They can run. They, they're put, put out to pasture. It just, you know, I don't want to be morose, but it's just, it's, it brought up watching and kind of thinking about it and being very kind of we would be self-reflective incredibly remiss to not bring this up it felt like it and i know we don't want to turn this into fucking you know uh you know boomer yelling at the fucking clouds no and we're not a political podcast per se but we're going to comment on stuff dude this was i don't think it's hard because with everything that's happened with the pandemic and everything else happening it feels like this event was bookended Mm -hmm. if this would if this happened in a regular era it would be reflected on differently um, but yeah, we'll get off of that. I was interested to see how you and I'm glad to say your your feeling was fury. Uh, yeah, mine's like I uh, it's literally like screaming at the sky. Why? Well, um, and the other part of it is frustration. I'm really frustrated with a lot of the people in my life. I mean, I'm not going to talk ill on my family because they're beautiful people, um, but they're very much on that on that track, you yeah. know. And it it makes me like confused kind of because i'm not from bad stock 
No, <laughs> they're no. good people. So what put them in? And the, they're what, smart people. Is it just simply I have my shit and I don't want anybody to take it? I mean, you know, you. I don't want to get into specifics. About, okay, like the actual I'm, people in my family, right. but like, like, you know, there's a lot of elements to go into this, right? And just like any family, you Fuck know, yeah. just like any region, yeah, you know. And they're specifically devoted to a region of this country right now, and that that's the way they think. Right. And I'm like, I remember when you were so much more open minded. I remember <laughs> right. when like you were capable of. And they're in like, a part of the country you know, that's being okay. Hyper red. Oh, I mean hyper red. Yeah, one I mean, of the red. They're dropping like flies down there. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's rough. just saying gumbo yeah. leads to comorbidity. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Om- Omicron live. Omicron, bro. Uh, yeah. Any, we'll, we'll shift off to that. Well, I, should we go have a quick break? We're not, by the way, we're not doing a sponsor this week. We're the sponsor-free Whiskey Reel this week. Yeah, sorry, guys. We we With Sean dipping out, we had a plan. We don't have that anymore. And yeah, it's We fine. just, you know, we're going to do what well, we do. Well, and we're saving it. Well, we, and have a, we have a good idea. We have a good idea. We are going to talk some media and some bullshit and get gets real fun we're gonna uh talk about a little music when we get back but in the meantime maybe we'll play some like elevator music for them or something we could do that can we do some like intermittent let's all go to the lobby little contempo jazz let's do it all right yeah let's do it some we'll be right back guys Hey guys, we're back. Woo! And we are a Southwest Colorado's podcast that never pulls any punches. Yes, sir. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we have to because we have to face people that we we de- we definitely do that hear us. Yeah. So, if you want to reach out to us, please do. By the way, we're at nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Or thirsty old women. <laughs> <laughs> Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us a text message. We will respond. Yes. Also, you can get a hold of it as you can get a hold of us at whiskeyreel at gmail We are on Linktree at whiskeyreel. All of our social media that Sean left alive is <laughs> at whiskeyreel. So, yeah, leave us some feedback. Sean was the Omicron of our podcast. He was the Omicron. Yeah, he was. I love him so much. Now he's yeah. officially the Omicron, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's feeling okay. Big I'm sure dumb he's lug. fine. Big dumb lug. I know. He's his, all vaxxed and maxed. His so. lady friend is feeling very fluish, very from what fluid. I understand. Yeah. And that makes yeah. sense. So, But she'll be fine. She's gender fluish. There are... <laughs> What if she just has the flu? I don't know. What do you do? It's flu season, everybody. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of weird. Bobby, you and I have uh, come upon a a show that I could not be happier about. Oh. Um, It involves a character from our childhood that we thought was the coolest thing in the fucking world, even though it comprised... Two minutes of an entire movie, probably so. Yeah. Um, it 
was the coolest character in Star Wars. And we, are, of course, are talking about one Mr. Boba Fett. Um, when I was a kid, getting a Boba Fett action figure <gasps> was very difficult. Supplies were limited. I lived in New Mexico, so I couldn't exactly like yeah, dude. go on Amazon and yeah, dude. fucking order my Boba Fett action figure. <laughs> um, some through some you know hooker crook, I ended up with a Boba Fett at some point. But yeah, I wish you said I, hooker crook, hook or oh sorry, crook. I thought hooker, some like hooker crook. I thought some hooker that commits crimes. Uh, well, <laughs> by the very nature of being a hooker. Um, <laughs> no, but, but this show is kind of cool. I mean, right, yeah, I th- why are you so subdued right now? Cause I, because like, I don't want to just fanboy out and spray the room with spunk. Dude, I'm <laughs> foaming. I am foaming in my pants right yeah. now, dude. Well, they're, they're paying tribute to a lot of... Uh, fan fantasies. Uh, Patton Oswalt's especially has been discussed. <laughs> yeah. uh, he went on Parks and Rec a few years ago. For the diatribe? Yeah, did the um, <laughs> filibuster. Yeah, the filibuster. He did the filibuster where all he did was like, and I guess there's like 10 minutes of that footage. No, I saw the 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's hilarious. But he was talking about what would have happened in the Sarlacc yeah. pit and everything else. And this show answered a lot of fanboy questions. Open, Open uh, on the desert landscape oh. <laughs> of Tatooine. Yeah, Tatooine. A gloved yeah. and armored hand. <laughs> and that's what happened. That's exactly um, what happened. We're not going to super spoiler. We want you guys to be able to watch it. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it is unabashed childhood fun. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a lot of fan service going on with this show. Fuck. And it's but not it's so much fun. It's not super cerebral. We're not like super. <laughs> no. In, no, this is. It's borderline dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Saturday morning cartoon. It's it's a Western. It's Clint Eastwood or a samurai thing like Yojimbo. You know what I mean? Like, right. Which is the same fucking stuff. Um, since most of the Clint Eastwood westerns were based on fucking Kurosawa films, he fucking white privilege. You, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I know, right? Right? Fuck. He aped all that shit. He dude. did. <laughs> but but the I loved the first episode because obviously it was the first episode, so we were excited to see it. And there was a lot of stuff there that like was fun to see. Yeah. Just physically seeing those characters doing that shit. The second episode might be one of my f- most favorite episodes from like this whole last Mandalorian and every this felt to me you mentioned western this felt like an old school kung fu movie where the 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 young guy gets taken in he gets trained he learns the ways of the master then he goes and he fucking executes the skills that was learned and comes back and But then pays- they shift into Butch Cassidy and they pull off a train heist Dude, you know what I mean? Which, I, by the way, stellar. So good. So good. There's a lot of weird parallels from an ethnic standpoint, how they um, kind of show Jawas, how they show, uh, and and I was I was reprimanded by, by Rex. They're no longer called sand people. 
They're called the tusks. The tusks. Yeah. Um, so I'm not allowed to say sand people because it's so close to bad things. Uh, but I that's know, what they were called. That's what they were called. That's what I was trying to explain. They were uh, Tuscans. Tusk, Tuscans. Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. So I didn't know that. We called them sand people because that's what was okay. And much like all of us boomers, we have to change our phrasing because... Um, it just sounds bad. Okay, so, so let's <laughs> flip that around. <laughs> okay. There's a character that was introduced. This is an old um, canon character from okay. comic books and novels um, named Black Chrysanthemum. And it's a Wookiee gladiator. Was that who we saw? That, yeah. So, Dude, that motherfucker looked dope. Yeah. Awesome, right? Awesome. But... You Motherfucker's can't. name is Black Chrysanthemum. <laughs> you can't call him that. Um, <laughs> um, his character arc is really cool. Like in the old canon, um, he was uh, he decided to leave the order from um, Kashik, Kashik, however you say it, and um, he, he ended up becoming like it was a very Conan kind of interesting. Arc. Okay. But he be- ends up as a gladiator and a bad motherfucker. And so now he's introduced by these two god I will say this, god-awful CGI huts. You didn't like the CGI on that? I didn't love the CGI. I, I mean, I don't think it was... But how they um, distributed weight, because they offered like two mini Jabba's, for those of you who aren't like super They're conjoined savvy. twins. Oh, I didn't know they were conjoined. I think that makes it weirder and grosser. Yeah. So imagine two mini Jabba's conjoined on a platform that a bunch of people were holding, and they walk them into this fucking street. And what I liked, maybe the CGI was bad, but I was more impressed by like the physicality of the weight distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they were carrying them was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I I don't have. There was some CGI moments on the on the speed bikes. That yeah. was a little yeah. iffy. Sure. But all in all, like I said, oh. it felt like a, a, a brilliant Saturday morning cartoon. So I much could fun. not I was looking over at Rex, I'm like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. Like it was just cool, man. Yeah. Um hundred percent. I, I got nothing but good things to say about no beef. the series. No I beef. I mean, you're you're the one to beef. You're the Star Wars geek. No, I mean they're creating a new canon as we go along, but they're drawing in old ideas and old characters in a in a pretty effective way. And I, I think, think that's so. super fun, you know? Like, why not? And John Favreau, who's the showrunner on this still, is just fucking killing it. Man. And Robert Rodriguez is executive now, producing. Do we like this I don't like it as much as I like the Mandalorian. I will say that. Um this particular episode I enjoyed as much as I've enjoyed anything thus far, only because it scratched a very juvenile itch for me from a just it was it was based. It was just a call and response satisfaction that I got from the episode as far as like the headiness. The Mandalorian felt to me a lot. There was a lot more gravitas and yes. seriousness to the character and the world. Yeah. Um, Baby Yoda was the only like sort of like comedy relief or anything in that show. It was very serious and very dire. Um, this is goofball, yeah. and it doesn't bother me. In in uh, let me drag in something else. Direct correlation would be Hawkeye, yeah, which yeah. would be considered the goofiest of all the spinoffs. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy Hawkeye as much as I've. 
I'm enjoying Boba Fett. That's fair. Um, there was something extremely corny and and very clunky about that Hawkeye series. I yeah. I don't know. The relationships were weird. It was very. There was a lot of unanswered questions. It. I don't know. It just felt very sparse and not it, fleshed out. It should have been a twelve episode arc. Right. That would have made a lot more there sense. There you go. Because actually, give me the backstory on this girl. Give me the. You know. Yeah. They fill it in, but it. it, it I, they, I feel like they thought they were just going to fill it in with like some fan service, and they're like, "Here's the kingpin," which, by the way, was dope. I like, love Dino man. Fucking awesome. I love bringing him back. He's so good. Well, he's Sean's fitness instructor, so like, <laughs> <laughs> the kingpin is Sean's personal trainer. Yeah, I love it. He has a poster it. of fucking Dinofrio <laughs> over his treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that. I think I yeah. said that. Uh, yeah, that's that's funny. But no, he is. Um, but no, do you see the correlation between it feels like we went with the 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 gravitas of like um you know uh winter soldier and um we went we went through everything was very serious and dire and Hawkeye was like a, a breath. It was a beat. It yeah. was more fun than it was serious, and I think Boba Fett it feels very kind of like a breath of like, sure, there's a character we all love, but it's very childish in a good way. Um, yeah. D- right. Does that make sense? No, it does. Um, I think the two universes are being handled very differently. I think the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus is being used to set up bigger properties. Sure. I don't see in any way how having a, this Boba Fett series is going to affect the Star Wars universe going forward. In any, you know what I mean? These are one-off, I, I, they're one-offs. fun. But that also means these series have their own gravity. Okay. They're, like the Marvel shows are setting up the Young Avengers, and they're setting yeah. up Doctor Strange, Could and they're it, setting up, you know what I mean? Let me ask you a question. Please. There's not as much canon in Marvel as there is a Star Wars. There's not things that people take so seriously you cannot cross the bridge. (laughs) The thing about what we're seeing now with like Boba Fett and Mandalorian is they're creating new canon that it becomes part of the history of this franchise. Yes. Whereas Marvel, it feels like there any choices they make to answer any questions are all almost also rands. They don't. They yeah. don't have the gravitas that the Star Wars. Like we saw what happened in the Sarlacc pit. Well, you know, we when, saw what happened. Like right. it, it answers these really big questions. That's been going on for twenty five years, thirty yeah. years. You know. Well, you know, there was a Marvel comic book series of Star Wars back in the day. I got it. Uh, I got yeah. one still. I got yeah. number two. Yeah. Um, such a geek. Boba Fett <laughs> escaped from the Sarlacc pit in like I want to literally want to say it was like episode sixty nine of. The original Marvel Star Wars series. Okay. And very similar to what we're seeing. Okay. He gets out of the, although in the comic book, he gets like burped out of the fucking star like that. <laughs> he gets shot out, which actually is funnier. <laughs> kind of funny. But he ends up, the Jawas find him. They think he's a robot. They put him on the fucking thing. Right. You know what I mean? But he ends up running into like Han and Leia. Because they're visiting Tatooine for whatever reason. I don't know. You know, vacation. Time ago. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> it's such a beautiful planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my point being that, like, 
like the Marvel comics, their canon is very all over the place because there's like there's been a million different runs by a million different authors of all these characters. So what they're doing on these shows, they're like, oh, we're choosing this run. Right. Oh, I is, got you. This is the timeline kind of thing that we're you. going with. Star Wars has to adhere to canon. To canon. Yeah. Except important. they just dumped all the fucking old canon. Gotcha. So now they have the opportunity to say, well, no, this is how it happened. Right. Which is kind of fun and liberating. I, 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 and I cool. like that. Yeah. I am sure yeah. the old school heads would have a problem. Speaking of canon, last thing on media, we didn't even talk about we were going to talk about this. But I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh. Um, over a certain franchise that released a new movie lately. Okay. And that would be Mr. Keanu Reeves. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. He uh, he does a lot of movies, and he's very good. We like Keanu. Um, there was a new Matrix that got released. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I talked to you prior to watching this, and I told you that critically they were getting shit on a lot. Which, in response, you said, well, fuck that. I don't know why they said that, because dot, dot, dot. So what did you think about the new Matrix? I thought it really started in a clunky fashion, because, which makes sense, because you're trying to... I don't want to call it a reboot, but it kind of was a reboot. Like, they're reestablishing character arcs and... and you know, uh, timelines and however, you know, but I thought, yeah, the beginning was really clunky for me, like to the point where I was like, should I turn this off? Cause I don't know if this is good. (laughs) It's either this this, or sleep. By the time (laughs) the credits rolled, I was sitting up in my bed going, no fucking way. Like I thought the third act was fucking incredible. And so they really had to exposition and kind of fill their way around to making that story work because it was not working. And I get why people hate it. Now, the overall critical reception has been really positive. Like, it's got a, you know, really good Rotten Tomatoes or aggregate score or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's what it is. It's like they turned the mythology around in a way that I thought was really fucking cool and actually made sense going back to the old storyline. Because, are we going to get spoilery? I mean... Mm, We can get minor spoilery. In the original series, we find out in the end in that really, really shitty third movie, which is half the movie this is, in my opinion, um, that Neo wasn't the one. Right? Right. So... This movie is trying to answer the question, who actually was the one? And it the, it turned around, and I'll just fucking say it, this is Trinity's story. Yeah. She's the first character we are introduced to in this world, mm-hmm. initially, in one of the coolest opening fucking scenes in the history of fucking cinema is Trinity's first scene in The Matrix. That is oh oh in the original oh my yeah, yeah. yeah. no I mean, it's that that, is that's one, entrance par excellence man fucking phenomenal yeah. f and fucking right like after fifteen minutes we're all in love you're in you're yeah. I'm so fucking in and this kind of completed an arc of like oh maybe she's the 
she's the badass, and she always has been. Right. We just didn't know it. Hmm. And it turns the corner even one step further. It's not just Trinity. The one is them. Right. They are together, the one. That's, uh, yeah, which I totally, I'm glad you and I at least are looking through it through the same optics um, of what that movie was. I okay. <laughs> I have a. I, I have a. <laughs> this I, might be the whole rest of the episode. I know. Fuck. This is fucking me up. <laughs> I have a problem with um, movies that nobody asked for. Yep. Um, I thought the Matrix trilogy standalone was 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 going to go down as one of the coolest things that ever happened in cinema. They sure. broke rules. They created new CGI, the story, the thoughts. The Wachowskis did a brilliant job weaving a universe that, till this day, people still talk about and reference in normal common language. Whether there's a glitch in the Matrix or, oh man, you're living in the Matrix or whatever the case may be. They, they, they influenced life on this planet. Yeah. Um, that's a hard thing to do through art. That being said... I went back and watched two and three because I've watched one so much. I, me and Rex during her COVID run, we watched two, three, and the new one back to back to back. We had nine hours of Matrix that yeah, yeah. day um, because I wanted to make sure that I was in the right mind state to get into it. Um, there are definitive issues I have with the last one. Um, I It felt like they were... Um, Boy, it just felt like a real try-hard, man. It felt like they were fucking thirsting so much. Um, a lot of the kids that watch us now were not born when the three came out. I don't even know if they watched the three. Uh, we all watched the three. Oh, anybody over fucking 30 has watched the three. They've seen it, so they have context. I don't see how this movie is going to drive a young person into giving a fuck about this universe. And maybe it shouldn't. I don't know. It, that almost doesn't matter. But in my head, from a marketing standpoint, I saw this and I went, this is not better than other things that are going on right now. Um, I, it felt like it was a little trite in the love story. You said this was a story about Trinity. This was a love story wrapped in the of Matrix. Course. Um, it got a little long in the tooth for me from virtue of that. Um, I wanted, Bobby hates it, but I always say I want uh, superheroes doing superhero shit. I want Matrix doing Matrix shit. And it felt like we got cheated out of, we have the ability 20 years later after the Matrix to do spectacular fights in CGI. They were not there. Um, it felt like they were setting up another movie. Yes. It felt a little grifty in that concern. I felt they made Neo into a fucking bitch. Um, he was a bitch the whole movie. Uh, he never felt like, even when he realized he was Neo, he didn't do, the only thing that saved three outside of the cool fucking like sort of effects that it offered, the story was, like you said, not great. But it was the fact that he knew he was badass, and I never got that for one second in this movie. So it felt a little, uh, felt like they abandoned the character a little bit in in uh, just to pay homage to to Trinity. There was some definite, pro like they they spent eighty percent of this movie building 
And then the last 20% of it, it was a mishmash and rush to the end. There wasn't the, a good, clear story arc. It was a bunch of fucking mishmash and just whatever leading up to a point. And then it just went end. And it just felt like it was like, what? It felt, it just didn't feel very well written. It did, it felt clunky. Um, 30 minutes into it was before you had any knowledge of what the fuck was happening. It didn't feel like it was there to engage fans at all. And that's not a bad thing. Huh. It just felt clunky to me, man. It felt really like. I mean, as far as fan engaged, but I think it was like. The hard part was changing characters. Sure. Turning, no, I know. Turning Morpheus into a whole other thing. Um, but I. Oh, let me. That was that was challenging. Real quick, before I before I finish and 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 let you respond. The one thing I loved and was my biggest concern going into this was how the fuck are they going to bring this back? What what fucking mode? Do they have to go in? What what storyline are they trying to get to the end of? And I thought the way they brought the characters back into the fold, I thought the char- the way they brought the characters back into the fold was great. I, I the, the conceptually how they how are you going to reintroduce this universe? I thought it was over. Right. 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 The way they did that, I thought was extremely clever. I just wish they would have engaged more. Um. Early on in the movie, it felt like uh, the movie's two and a half hours. It felt like I spent an hour and 15 minutes in a fucking limbo. Yeah. And then yeah. the rest was just brrr, speed through. Yeah. You, does that make sense? Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. I, I understand everyone's misgivings. With right. It. And I'm not like dying to go watch it again, necessarily. Um, I just... I. If you go back, and I did this, um, my son's uh, half-brother came into town for a night, and he and I got to just hang out. And he's a young guy. He's like 19, whatever. Right. And um, we sat, and he had never seen The Matrix. Whoa, that's so cool. And I had just watched the new one. So I turned on The Matrix, and we watched it together. And How fucking cool is that still? <laughs> Dude. Still, and I was looking. I kind of, you know, you keep glancing over. Sure, like, sure, sure. Because like, you should be. This is the scene where you should be like, <gasps> but like, <laughs> but he wasn't. But then, like, all of a sudden, like an hour and fifteen minutes, and like, he's just like, "Holy shit, this is fucking incredible!" Yeah, he's like, "How have I never seen this movie?" Totally. You know, and I'm like, "I oh, know." Now the new one doesn't have that. It doesn't have that impact. It just doesn't. We wanted a reboot and something fresh like you were saying we had the ability to create all these new scenarios and new fights and yeah the big cgi moments and the you know and it doesn't really give us that and they try to like water it down by saying well neil can't do what neil was capable of doing and that was fun because it's it's boomery i'm the old guy i can't do it anymore i I understand what they were doing not happening it's not happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love Keanu. By the way, uh, Carrie Ann Moss still looking. Still pretty, can get it. Still looking pretty good. She could get. I it. I think she's a handsome woman. She is a handsome woman. <laughs> and she puts on that latex. Woof. <laughs> she could get it. <laughs> Do you think her husband's like put on the soundtrack? Oh, While she's like making breakfast and shit. That'd be so annoying. Um, I, I, 
I understand where you're coming from. I would I I would love to see number two, man. Because um, there's gonna be one. I hope so. Because they set it up. I know. And I hope that makes me that quells the fucking waves yeah. and quells the the insecurity of it. It's just such a huge monumental franchise in our childhood and adulthood. Um, I it just I wanted more, and maybe that's selfish yeah, of me. I get it, man. I just think from a story perspective. Do you know the Wachowski brothers are now the Wachowski sisters? I do. Okay, I do know. Um, so the sisters need to come up with something better next time. I totally agree. Okay, so I'm gonna make an executive call and um, say no music because we ran long. We ran long. We, I've had one single that I wanted to tell you guys for a month. Well, we've had two weeks off. Let's we do had it Jackie with Sean. in. Let's do it with Sean. Fuck we'll it, we'll with do Sean. it live. He will bring in a cover, Metallica of- cover of Smiley Cyrus. <laughs> Guaranteed. I don't even know if that exists. You and I, on the other hand, have two really impressive tracks. Thank you. Uh, but why don't we go ahead Pearls? and do a little pearl? Do it. You, you first. Okay, I'll go first. Um. <laughs> this you brought is a up we- a president. This is a weird one. I just started a biography of Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. And I've cool. always kind of wanted to read a biography Old about Teddy. Teddy um, Cause he's someone that I've always been really fascinated with. And this guy, Edmund Morris uh, put out the rise of Theodore Roosevelt. And so far, holy shit guys. Uh, if you've ever when you wake up and you're watching CNN or Fox News or whatever your flavor is of fucking misinformation, um, there was a time when we had a president that fought in multiple wars. Yes. Fought in them. Yeah, no, on front line. Front line. Yeah. Um, there was a time when he climbed like the highest mountain in the contiguous U.S. on his honeymoon. Yep. He was an expert in judo. He got blinded in one eye while he was fucking president. He was a professional boxer while he was president. Yeah. Um, the guy was a hunter, a fisherman. He created the national park system. Amen. He That's created his- the only successful third party in this country since like the Whigs. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Whigs. <laughs> with an with H. A, with an H. <laughs> with an Osh. <laughs> Um, read this fucking book. That's it's dope, dude. It's kind of making me like change the way I'm looking at life a little bit. I'm like, that's awesome. Wow, I'm he was very inspirational. Such a pussy. Yeah, dude. Well, granted, we didn't have to hunt for. We don't have to hunt for food now. We go to he didn't either. city market. Um, he just did. He just did. He was. He a, just did whatever the fuck he, he wanted. Was a to, savage. Man. He was just like, San Juan Hill, motherfucker, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's get Sa- some. That's awesome. No, like a true fucking badass. So what's the name of the book again? The Rise, uh, the of-, Rise of Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Um, Edmund Morris. Let me check that. Make sure I'm not being an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Um, but it's Edmund Morris. Yes, The Rise of Theodore Roosevelt. Um, it's a Pulitzer Prize fucking biography. It's Look at Bobby reading books. I know. Right? I'm a G. I know. Look at that. I mean, it's going to change the way you look at our republic. It really will. I mean, I say that tongue-in-cheek, I guess, but it will, man. There was a time when we had real men. Gangsters. And you know what I mean? I mean, we also had giant, flabby cunt of a a fucking man. And he became president because uh, McKinley got shot. You know what I mean? Like, Like... 
that's I, I love the presidents nobody remembers. You know, well, well, someone but, took his but, ass out. But but Teddy, fucking people. I mean, she, I remember watching like Woody Woodpecker episodes, and they would do like characterizations of Teddy Roosevelt. He was like, one of the most recognizable yeah, figures on yeah, planet he's Earth. Almost, he's an iconoclast for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I've always I've always known he was kind of a fucking he was a rough rider, right? Yes, fucking gangster, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, bad motherfucker. Okay, I'll make this. This I thought about doing this. Um, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna try to get through it as fast as I can. <sighs> um. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. This is going to be hard. I'm not very close with my dad. We had some issues. He was a very good guy. Um, He just had a lot of problems. You're talking about a guy that had a 160 IQ that could build a house with his bare hands. It was a master carpenter, master plumber. He played blues guitar. He was, he would be considered like a Renaissance man. He had a lot of issues, personal issues. Um, he died Tuesday. Um, it was weird cause I'm not close with him, but it's still affects you as a person. So, um, I spent the last couple months not calling him while he was in the hospital because I didn't know what to say because he fucked my life up a few times and he was kind of in and out of my life since I was 12. Um, I would say in retrospect, and I was afraid that was going to happen, that I wouldn't be able to talk to him before he passed just to give him some peace. I'm sure his relationship with me um, probably fucked him up. Uh, towards the end of his life um and now i don't i can't talk to him um i would say um at least to the best of your ability man parents are fucked up we don't choose our parents right that's the whole thing um i have made it my life's intention to make sure i'm a good dad to my kid only because i had that experience um he wasn't a bad guy he was just very troubled um, and I, that's why I don't like religion. His family was very Mormon and it really, uh, um, fucked him up a lot. Um, but he was a very brilliant man. He was very, uh, skilled man, but he had a lot of demons and he passed away and, um, I didn't know how to feel. I was very numb about it. Um, I will say though, if you have an opportunity, even if it's n- not for them, for you, to be able to talk to somebody that you know is like on their way out and you're like, nah, fuck that guy or fuck her or fuck, you know, um, I would recommend making the attempt, make the attempt, but it'll make you feel better. They're already passed, man. They're already, they're already done. They're, 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 they're out. They, they got out, but it's going to make you feel better. Um, so be selfish and reach out. Um, to them. It's important. Um, I didn't have the, um, whatever fortitude to do it. Um, every day that went by, I went, I should, I should, I should, I didn't. That's rough. Yeah. But you guys should.
Yeah, man. I could piggyback piggyback on that, but I won't. Um, no, Bobby just lost his mom like fucking a year ago. Yeah, man. no, it was it's not about that. It was fucked up, man. Like, it's it's hard. We're getting older. You all are getting older. Listening, make sure you make things right in any way you can. If you can't, I get it. Shit happens, like myself. But if you can, take 100%. it. Hundred percent. Take it. I have nothing funny to say. <laughs> <laughs>